0: and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5L. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, pillow, a blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Hell, it's three o'clock like, somewhere. Get your drink on. I'm drinking maca. Yeah. This, this healing journey is different, you know? It's different. It's different. I will say it's different. It's not like the older you get. This I learned. The older you get, see, when you're young, you can do all of that. Man, your body give you limitations, so you have to take your time and really get to know your body. You can't. It's like you're re being reintroduced to your body all over again. Don't let people think or fool you or trick you and like, oh, you know, if you pass a certain age, you can still work out. Yeah, you can. But it's not like when you were 25, 30. No, baby. It ain't the same. So, you know, you get, you take your time. You don't give up. You don't, you know, you push, but you don't push so much because I back, but I bounce back. Ain't as bouncing as it was a decade ago. So you gotta, you gotta go with. And you gotta really listen to your body. If you feel like, yo, I need to relax and lay down. Relax and lay down. If you feel like, yo, I don't, I, I don't really need to drink that. I, I should be drinking water. Drink some water. Like really pay attention to what your body is craving. If you're tired, fatigued, stressed. Listen, I used to do it, and it does not help you, right? It's no competition. I tell you, people always say, how many readings can you do in one day? I test that theory. I did 30 readings in one day, back to back. When I tell you I slept for 24 hours, they thought I was dead. My cousins in them was holding us. (laughs) <laughs> the mirror under my nose to make sure I was woke. It's not a competition. You don't need to prove anything to anybody. Take your time. You don't need to say, well, I'm, I'm going to beat that score. It doesn't work well on your body. Your body needs rest. And that was something that I swore I would never do again. I don't care how much money or how much, or a bill, or whatever, yo don't don't do it. And I know some of y'all, but well, I'ma try it. Uh, well, go ahead, hard head, make a soft ass. Let me tell you, hard head, make a soft ass. It ain't that serious. It's not. It's really not. That was something that I learned that I. Mm-mm. So anyway, y'all know. Guys, happy Hoodoo Heritage Month, we're down to the last. We are down to the last. How y'all doing? Tell your stories. Tell your stories. Tell your stories. This comes from, for every lesson it's a blessing. My grandfather was a man that didn't play with his boys. Each one had a job and they had to attend school or join the service. But my pops was getting into trouble, so pop made him enlist. My pops went to the army. He served four years and came home to play and work. His first love until I was born was music. Y'all know I, I wrote my conjure book, right? And I put a few stories in there, right? And, and people who act funny when they get a little money. Who? Y'all know those people. My mother got a huge payout one year. That's the year we had lights all year round. We got new furniture and those new flat screen TVs. We had a great Christmas. That year I went to Louisiana for a week. My mother brought New Orleans to New York that year. Folks that never had crawfish or gumbo had a big bowl that year. She had trunks of beans and spices shipped up to New York. She was so excited to be able to share food from her hometown who have thought that that would be the last trip we would take together. Because two years later, my mother passed away. We enjoyed the first year down south. She took me all around to meet our relatives. She had her sisters. She and her sisters were right there standing tall side by side at their father's funeral. My mother was the oldest and she looked just like her father. <laughs> Folks always told her that when she was growing up. So before I get to the lesson of the wealth and the poverty mindset, let me share with you the obstacles that were before the lesson and the ones that I learned and the ones who refused to learn these lessons. It's all about wealth and money management and how most of our elders dropped the ball when it came to finances. Every year, for as long as I could remember, we didn't have lights in the summer. We sure didn't we sure didn't. Woo! And it it wasn't, you know. And my mother would buy clothes and things for the house. They never had a problem making money. They just didn't know how to invest, save, or pay bills on time. No one thought about life insurance. They lived on fish and chicken sandwiches and begging. Most funeral homes had payment plans for the people in our neighborhoods. They would rent the casket and buy the suits or the dresses. One year... My father (laughs) had hurt his back on his job, so he couldn't work for some weeks. Stuff was not going well for our family. My mother asked her father for help that year, and he did as much as he could. I thought we were going to move down south because the bills were piling up. The workman's comp wasn't making the dent with five children and a mortgage to pay. Then the worst that happened, my grandfather got killed by a drunk driver, and it was a mess. The hospital was racist and they tried to falsify his paperwork about his death. Now mother has to go back home to attend the funeral. With bills slowly stacking and my father still out of work. She had to work fast to get this debt of bills under control before she left. She knew what she had to do to get there. And she needed to be prepared for some just in case. Mmm. So that year, the hospital messed up, caused complications, so my grandfather died. Then they tried to cover it up, saying he had alcohol in the system. Yet my family knew that was a lie because my grandfather never drank anything. Y'all want to hear the rest? The book is on Amazon. Yeah. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Hoodoo Heritage Month. Down to the last, y'all. I hope y'all shared y'all stories of y'all ancestors and you know, growing up, if you grew up in the South, the North, wherever, anywhere around the world, share your stories, share your stories, this is the time where you honor them and give light and love to them and make sure that they are okay and doing, you know, continuing where they left off at. Now, I get it, everybody, you know, this year, and I, sometimes I just be funny, but, you know, this year, it wasn't like it was when it first started. You know, everybody and they mother was root workers and conjure workers. And, you know, sometimes those family members get on and say, they be lying. We ain't never do none of that. We ain't never had nothing of that. We, we Jesus household over here. And a lot of people didn't want to be exposed back then. But then you had a lot of people that really did not indulge in that. They went to other people to do it. They hid their hands because they didn't want, you know, Doing all that work, some people were just ignorant. Some people still are till this day. You know, I remember when my mother would do like little things, right? Um, <laughs> you know, she'll put the onions and stuff up over the, the uh, refrigerator. She had all these herbs, you know, for broom dropped. She she doing her thing because that means unwanted company coming. And I remember when people would be in our house and they would look at her and say, my mother never disowned who she was. That was the beauty. I guess that's what gave us the courage to stand up and say who we are and where we come from. But I was still embarrassed because, and it wasn't because of them. It was when I met these spiritual people, they had the names, the dashikis, all the beads. They said names I never heard of. So, forgive me. So, to me, I thought growing up in the South and all of that was like ignorant. So I did. I disowned it for a long time. I wouldn't tell nobody where we were from. I didn't. And it's sad. It's sad. But you, you have to find your identity. You're going to do some things that you'll be like, damn, I was dumb. <laughs> You're going to say some things. You're going to mess up. You're going to fuck up. You're going to quit sometimes. You're going to walk away just to return. If it's your calling, Okay, how hard you try to walk away. Oh, you always make it back. But that's not the conversation I wanted to have today. You know, and most people, oh, when you're putting out a podcast, it's been a minute. It's only been six days. Sometimes you have to sit back and kind of brace yourself and get your mind right. Can't work on a empty battery. Like I said, 30 readings in one day, that was a lot. And it plays on your body. You know, if you're reading, hey. <laughs> You're doing work, and you're doing spiritual stuff, and you're taking care of your own life, your health, and you may have grandchildren or children and a relationship, or you know whatever it is. You still got life too. So juggling and back, you know, making sure all everything is in its place takes a lot. That sometimes you have to back up and recharge and refuel. And it's okay. You're not missing anything. The world is still going to spin. This big blue rock is still going to spin. With you in it or not. You're not missing anything. If you are not working at 100% and your battery is not fully charged, you are being you're doing a discredit to yourself, the people you are helping, and the things that you're trying to heal or change or you know, whatever. Sometimes you have to take a break. Sometimes you have to go and get refueled. Sometimes you have to sit back. And whatever that is to have you relaxing, that's what you do. Listen, my number one pastime, believe it or not, is playing the Sims game and doing the challenges and playing work with friends. For real. Sometimes I lose so goddamn bad. I be like, Damn. Did I, was I in the spelling at one time? Because <laughs> it seemed like I can't spell shit. This person is beating me. And then sometimes, I'm on point. But it gets me to thinking. You know, sometimes you have to come away. Sometimes you have to log off. Sometimes you have to say, hey, no readings of today. You're not missing anything. If people really want your services, they will wait. They will understand. Okay, for real. (laughs) It's not a competition. Once again, it is not a competition. It is okay to relax. It is okay to, you know, go and recharge. It is okay to step away and do something totally different. It's okay. Even on jobs, people take vacations. (laughs) You get days off because you need to rest. Take care of those things. Listen, if you know you got laundry to do, go do the laundry. If you know that you need to clean your kitchen or redo your closets or make your bed, change those linens, do that. You know, you need to dust, fix some things, do that. You ain't missing nothing. Oh, now, I love people that keep it real with me, that keep it honest, right? For real. I do. I love those people. But I got to bill to pay. Girl, you better call and ask for an extension. I had to ask for six. And let it get cut off then. Because you, when you had the money, if you didn't take care of it, then, then what, what you want? For real. Let, let's be honest. When you had the money, did you think about that bill? No. See, this is where folks, <laughs> folks do this, this facade online. Oh, yeah, I'm living. He's loving me. I'm going here. I'm doing this. And then when you go see them in real life, you'll be like, and you know you could just live your life it saddens me but then all i can do is pray for the healing for real it, it used to sadden me like wow you know and when i see them in person i would be like why why do you go so hard lying online girl you know cuz this and this is really their honest answer Girl, because this bitch, she be following you. My ex, his girl be watching me. And I can't have them thinking that my house is dirty or I'm this. Girl, you know, you can clean up for real (laughs) and just relax. Comparison, worrying about what people think, getting validated from people is the death of you. For real. For real. You know, when I, I see people going so hard about their relationship, I'd be like, who? when I see them in real life. Because I, I don't need to post uh, the truth on their page. They know what they're doing. And I'd be like, are you convincing the people or are you trying to convince yourself? Oh my God, you know, he gonna get it right. Okay. All right. Some people like people to play in their face. They do. And... You know, some friends, I, I will say I walked away from, I did, because I'm not that, I'm not that person. Like, no, don't, don't group me with a bunch of people. Please do not. You, you see me, you see me by my lonesome, and I'm okay with that. Um, I, I just don't live in a facade. I don't, I don't live in a facade. I don't live in the world of make-believe. I don't. I do not. Social media, when I first started, yeah, I used to be on there all the time. And I get it because I understand, you know, you want to make a name for yourself. You got to, you know, you got to build that platform. And people want to go viral. People want millions and millions of followers. People want the little number I got. I'm happy because I didn't think I was going to get it. I went from five people to 15,000 on one, 50,000 on another and 14,000 on another. So, I was happy because I had five or a hundred people. Shit. When I started, matter of fact, no, it's 16,000 now. So, when I started, it was so little, but I was consistent. Now, what I didn't do was read online for free. That I didn't do. I wasn't doing that. I, I didn't build that for that, you know. I would bring people on and talk to them and interview people, you know. And... I'm grateful, you know, because it was one hell of a ride. I can't say I didn't screw up, I can't say I didn't fuck up, I can't say that I didn't make mistakes, and you know, I, I can't say that I did. And it was all public, so yeah. But the beauty of it all was I enjoyed it. I didn't one thing I didn't do. You know, because that's just not me. In real life, on social media, if you know me, you already know. I don't have time to fake a relationship or fake any fucking thing. I, I don't have time for that. You know, first of all, my whole family is on my page. So, they don't have a problem with calling people out. Like, bitch, you lying. No, they'll say that. For real. They'll post that shit. Bitch, you lying. You are lying. When we do that, we ain't never do that. For real, for real. They do not... My sisters stay on my page. My brothers, all of them. My nephews, they'll be like, Auntie, now you lying now. Come on. So, and I'm happy for that because it keeps me humble. It keeps me humble and it keeps me on my toes. It keeps me honest. Just like I found out, no shade, my ex-husband listens to my podcast. And at one time, they, you know, he got his feelings, they said. I said, okay. It ain't hating, and I ain't lying. So he's always willing. He, he, he. I welcome him to write in on the podcast and ask a question, cause I sure know how to answer it, you know. But yeah, they say they say he my biggest supporter. I said, look at God, won't he do it? Ain't no spending the block though. So thank you for the support. Thank you for the listen. Thank you for the the money that I get when you're listening. But what we're not going to do is spin the block. Because I remember in his car, I was a Yahoo. He told me, I will never be shit. I will always be a hoe. And I was like, I ain't even a hoe. <laughs> like, we were married. And he said, I would never be nothing. I'll always be beneath him. That he's going somewhere. And I will never be nothing. So when I went to Haiti, his friend Lamb was sitting there and he said, damn, yo, Donna's in Haiti. And he, he said, my ex-husband was sitting there. And he said, well, damn, didn't you tell her she'd never be shit, she won't go nowhere? Nigga, you never left 109 Boulevard. You sit in a chair all day. He said, she goes everywhere. I'm proud of her. He said, well, if that's what you, the definition of not being shit and she's never going to be nothing, I want that. He was like, yo, I want that. Because she's everywhere. She's, He said, did you see? And he showed him the um, article in the interview I was on on TV. He was like, I need to be her. <laughs> I was like, wow. So if you're listening, Ro, thank you. Thank you so much for telling me that that year when you drove me to the train. Thank you for telling me that I would never be shit. Thank you. Thank you, because even in the Bible, it said he will make your enemies your footstool. I'm not bragging. I'm not eating, telling you to eat crow or none of that, but I thank you. I raised four kids. I was married twice. He went to jail. After uh, three years, I got remarried. I moved down to Atlanta, lived there for 20 years. I enjoyed everything about that 20 years of living in Atlanta. My kids may not be scientists, doctors, and lawyers, but my son has his doctorate. And my three girls have beautiful children. And they are all living their lives. And one thing they're not scared to do is express their feelings and they love to travel. They have a problem with going somewhere. So I thank you for whatever uh g- gossip or Whatever uh, rumor you start, because he said Lukumi is a sex cult, that I'm never going to be shit, um, I'm an idiot, I never have nothing, and that he'll always be better than me. I thank you. I thank you. I got 10 grandchildren. Let me tell y'all, I didn't know how important to have grandkids were. When I went to a drumming and I was telling the lady that I had, then I had seven. And she was like, seven? I said, yeah. And this old woman came and she just started praying over me and, you know, telling me I was, I'm was, wealthy. I was like, shit, I only got like maybe $20 in my pocket. What wealth is coming? And the young girl said, no, you're wealthy because your name will live on, your stories will be forever grandchildren and children are your wealth because you live on. And I I just started crying. You know? because And I wasn't even crying for me. I was crying for my mom because she lives on. She lives on. We come from a big family. 11 girls, 10 boys. My mother is the oldest. And my grandfather had two wives. So, We come from that. And I'm grateful that it will continue. My brother is now a great-grandfather. His grandson has a daughter. I'm a (laughs) great-grandaunt. So there's generations that we're seeing. We're living to see. We are living to see. My mom's youngest sister and me are the same age, pie So I'm grateful for that. I am forever grateful. I'm grateful that my children got a chance to go down to New Orleans and see where they come from. I'm grateful for all of that. Don't get it twisted. I'm grateful. And I'm grateful that he can stand there and say that with a straight face. I used to hate him. Right? I did. When I tell you I caught ISIS on him, whatever. Whatever the case may be. Now, I feel sorry for him. I do. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry that you had years taken away from your life. 22 years you served in prison. You missed out seeing a beautiful young lady grow up to be so exceptional. And the very things that got you to miss out on those years of your life, you're still attached to them. You don't go anywhere. You don't, you're not. Man, I would be everywhere. I met this brother. He did 33 years in prison. He came home. He started his own construction company. He travels all over. Every time I see him, I go, yo, what's up, Siku? He'd be like, hey, sis. And I'm so proud of him because he didn't go back to where the crimes and all of that was committed. He said he made a promise to himself that he's going to enjoy every moment of his life. And he is. He has a beautiful foundation. He has a beautiful wife. And he travels and he takes care of, I mean, he's learning things that he saw in books and stuff in prison. He's seeing it in real time, in real life. I love seeing him. I do. And, I, I man, I always give him a shout out. I love c I had a brother that he did 17 years. And he came home. And, you know, and I, I would wonder, what's the difference between them and my ex-husband? the mentality the people that you surround yourself with the things and the promises you make to yourself and being consistent just cuz you got money right cuz everybody know my ex husband he sued the city and he wanted a million dollars this is the mentality of a of a a man that doesn't that lives in the past you have a million dollars, and I know no, you're not going to walk away with a million with taxes and lawyer fees and all of that. You would rather sit around people because you want to feel important, like I got more than you, I'm better than you. So he sits around these people that don't have that money, and you feel like you're a king. But I noticed that because, real talk, and this, ain't, this, this is a learning for y'all. When I noticed that, when he got around people that had money, he felt small. We were in Omaha. People had money. Like, yo, for real, they money longer than train smoke. They got businesses and all that. They brought land that they went and rode the dirt bikes on and things like that. He felt small. He felt irrelevant. Right? But then when he got back over there on 109 in a low-income area. Oh, I got money. I'm better than them. Then when we went to Atlanta, man, we were in this school where there were sponsors giving checks after checks because we went to my granddaughter's um, program that she had, her graduation program. And there was kids that were in movies, right? Uh, Taji P. Hinton, you know, What Men Want, the little boy that played the son, uh, the young... um, Uh, The guy that played Biggie Smalls, his niece, I mean, his little sister go there. So it was a lot. It's a lot of stars that go into the school. He felt small. But then when he went back to Queens in South Jamaica, he felt like he was a millionaire. And it was sad to see that. Like, you're not doing this to help the community. You're not doing it. You're doing it because you want people to idolize you. You want them to fall at your feet. And I get it because I know it's history, you know, coming up in a poverty stricken area and family, your mother passed away, you know, your father wasn't active in your life and all these things. And when you did get the opportunity to change your life for the better and, you know, pour back into your neighborhood to make it better, because you've seen firsthand all the things that did. no. You don't you don't want that. What you want is for people to praise you and worship you and kiss your ass because you feel you're better. I met a, a sister that, that I grew up with her. Right? So I didn't meet her. Let me just say that. I grew up with her. And all her life she was big. Right? So, and he, I'm giving you the mentality of all her life she was big. So when she got the surgery, she got skinny. Your character is what you're born with, right? Heal. So you can be a better person. She got skinny and became very arrogant and started disrespecting fat people and heavy set people. And you know, she would disrespect them be like, oh you're nasty. Oh, you smell. Oh my god, fat people. My just last year you were, you were the same size. Oh, I can't sit around now. Nobody did that to you. No one. So I remember We were sitting down and she was like, how does it feel? You know, I like, I can look at all this room in the chair. I said, okay. She was like, you know, it's just like, I feel so much better. I feel so much. But the problem wasn't her weight. It was her attitude. It was her character. You still couldn't get a man. You still, people still don't notice you. It's because the way you talk about people and the way you treat people doesn't matter about your weight. And I told her that. Oh, she's just jealous because I'm skinny. <laughs> and if that's the lie you want to live with, Ma, stay with that. We come in this world with gifts and talents and creativity. We come in with a lot of things. We, we acquire problems, friends, people, all kinds of things. We screw up, we mess up, because we learn from our experiences. But your character is your character. How you treat people, how you are around people, how you acknowledge people, how you pour into people says a lot. And how people respect you and pour into you. I saw a a meme that said, when children love you, that means you have a beautiful spirit. I used to always be around Angel and strange, strange kids would walk up to me. But, and I, I understood now it wasn't me, right? And he used to always say that. He was like, it's not you. You might be the worst person on the planet. He said, But they see Oshun. They see Oshun within you. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not Oshun. Let me put that out there. I'm Ifa Abel. But he was like, yo, they see a crown. So they see they see the love you have in your heart. You know, um, I have my moments. I don't do people dirty. I think that's horrible because I do believe in karma. Um, but I have my moments where I would curse someone out. I, I used to allow people to take me out of character. Like I said, my ex-husband. Like, oh my God, man, I, I want to see him destroyed. But what I was really not facing was I allowed all that. I allowed him to do all those things, and say those things, and, you know, and I'm like, change that part of me, where it won't bother me, and I did, I had to heal that part, that version of me, and I kept it moving, so when he tried again, y'all, for real, oh, she ain't shit, you know, she ain't nothing, and he, listen, my ex-husband hit below the belt, oh, she wanted to get raped. (laughs) <laughs> I just started laughing. I looked at him and started laughing. And I walked away. Then he had the audacity to tell me in King's Park or Goose Pond. Goose Pond. You either choose between your religion, your your belief, or me. I said, Two piece. I hope you have a great life. And I kept it moving. I kept it moving. For real. For real. You know, so. Excuse me. But, um. You have people like that where they want to be manipulative and try to control you. And I know women that walked away. Like, oh, you know, he loves me. He sees my growth. So you gonna leave your belief? Yep. Yeah. Christian women do it too. Don't get it twisted. You know, oh, why you left the church, girl? I found this man, girl. He said he don't believe in church. Oh, so you gonna leave church? Yeah. I always say this saying, if anybody's around me, they'll hear me say it on a regular. I don't love nobody that much. (laughs) I don't. I really don't. I don't. I don't love nobody that much. I don't. I do not love nobody that much. I'm not loving nobody more than I love myself. I got to be honest. For real. I cannot love nobody more than I love myself. And do dudes get intimidated by that? Yeah. And guess what I had to do? Heal that version of me where I will to attract those kind of dudes. Real talk. I'm not here to be the healing center for you or your therapist because you don't want to go and get real therapy. I'm not here to be your mother because she done kicked you out because she tired of your lazy ass being that. And I'm not here to allow you to play in my face and go out there and embarrass me. I don't love nobody like that. I don't. I'm, I'm not into that blind love. I'm, I'm not. And I know some people are. And I pray healing for you. Because that's not healthy. It's not. It, 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 I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my God. Like, people will base their relationship off of Christian rock and Blueface. Like, that's the relationship. Or oh, how summer walking. I like her music. But she's been telling y'all for the longest. I can't get mad at her because she got different baby daddies. So do I. Okay. And. Judge me if you want to. I'm the fuck they grown. So and like that's okay. I'm cool with that. But what I'm not cool with is watching you self destruct and have people think that that is the the way you're supposed to. I don't have uh, folks that I put on a pedestal. When I was in school, I never forget when they was like, "Who's your your role model?" I said, "My mother and father." And everybody's look at your mother and father can't be your role model. Why can't they be? I know you lying. I don't trust y'all niggas. At least I know they got me. They pay. They pay for my clothes. They make sure I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. Those are my role models. Mm mm. I I didn't look at uh, you know, people. No, I I no. No, but you have some people that are, you know, I like Beyonce. I I do, I like her, I respect her, I respect her growth, I respect her, the way she handled things, you know, shout out to her publicity team, because baby, they are on point, honey. I love her that much to pay that money. Oh, if you can't afford it, just say so. And it's not even that. The sad part is, this is the sad part, right, real talk. <clears throat> y'all will pay to go and see a star, no matter who it is, and won't even get your life insurance. That's the craziest shit to me. For real. Oh, girl, you only get one life. My mother thought like that. So I can't say that it's a new age thing because it's not. My mom thought like that. Why I'm paying on life insurance, y'all just bury me the best way y'all can. And that was her mentality. Real talk. Can't lie. Can't lie. It's sad. You know, you, you'll see people boiling out until they fall out, girl. That's right. And you'll be like, so, you know, what happens if, you know, you go? Do you have your affairs in order? No, girl, I don't think about that. Uh-uh, girl, change the subject. Why? Talk about every fucking thing else. You just told me who uh penis you sucked in the car, girl. You can't talk about life insurance. I know you lie. Girl, that's bad luck. No, it's not. Stop. Who told you that? Stop. Your grandmama and them didn't tell you that. Now you lying. Girl, I don't even know about life insurance. I ain't got time for that. Why well, I'm wasting. It. I ain't going nowhere. Today, rest in peace. We're we're taking a donation as a GoFundMe. No, tell her she shouldn't have spent that money to go and get fucking Beyonce tickets and she should have. I'm not giving shit. No, I'm serious. Call me a hater. Call me whatever. For real. (laughs) when I know people that passed away and they family put up a GoFundMe and I look into their page and be like, I do. I'm that chick. I look and see them holding money to their ear and they balling out. They done been to uh, Dominican Republic in Vegas and now you telling us that we need to pay or give money because they don't have money to get buried. Well, they had ample enough time when they went over to Vegas and they went here, so they should. Uh, life insurance don't cost that much. You don't need all life insurance, like you. You no, you can't even do that. Or every time I look up, you got a new phone number. Why? Oh, girl, you know I couldn't pay that bill. Why? Wow. <laughs> Listen, I put up a meme and it was real. Eh eh, put that iPhone 15 back and get you an apartment first. I, I need you to have good priorities. Listen, when we are out here reading cards, you start now. I tell everyone that I teach how to format and how to put their stuff together. Use social media, it's free. You don't need to invest. Oh, well, I need, because you're not going to be consistent. I laughed at those people that were paying for the monthly Zooms and all of those other p- platforms paying. I'm like, yo, just keep posting on YouTube until your numbers go up. Girl, that's taking too long. But you're not consistent. So why are you, you just slinking your money down a, a tube? Because you're not even doing this every day. And then the first thing, oh, people ain't watching me because you're not doing this every day. If you have a job of nine to five and reading cards and stuff is your part time, don't invest money into something that you're not really capable just yet. Real talk, use social media every so often. Make three or four videos on TikTok and post it and ride with that for about two or three weeks. Then update it when you have a day off, right? Then... Post that you're doing readings. Stop doing this. Oh, I'm going to do free readings until I get it. No, because when it's time for you to charge, they're not going to respect you. They are not. People will go wherever there's free. But then when you start saying, yo, my readings are. No, that's why I love St. Elias. For real. I mean, the Prince Elias. I love this dude. Prince Elias. Not St. Elias. Prince Elias. I love him because... He lets you know, book a reading. I'm giving y'all this little sentence to let y'all see that I'm I'm real on this. But book this reading. His readings are $300. And I remember they was trying to come for him. Everybody was trying to come for him. He said, I never said I was initiated in nothing. I'm spiritual. I, You know your worth. If you want to charge $300, that's on you. I can't get mad. No, that's you. Right? And he stayed doing that. He didn't stop. He didn't care what nobody said. Because the more you talk about people and you dog them out, the more you send traffic their way. So, I love him for that. So, he didn't go out and buy all these different brands and all these different platforms. No, he stayed consistent on Facebook. And what he did was so amazing. He understood the assignment. He got on at 6 a.m. And I remember getting up and I used to be like, damn, who's up? 6 a.m. His ass. Reading. He did that shit. Now he has his own shop. His own shop. Then he made a spell book. Created it. And he sells it. He ain't ain't worried about nobody else. He'll just let you know. Don't come in my. And he has a strong following. Don't come in my page. My comments with the crazy. If you want help or you move on. And that was it. That was it. He did not go out and spend. I remember when they was like, oh, you should, you should put your money. Why? Why? Free works for me right now. Until I get where I need it. Even now, I'm comfortable. I'm still not going to go and pay for that. For what? So what happens on those days when you don't do it? You still got to pay. So you're paying for a whole month. Every month. And you only make three videos out of the month. You ain't making no money. So why? For what? Oh, because it's still. You're not letting nobody else utilize it. So what am I investing this in? That is a waste. No, it has to make sense. But we get into that poverty mindset. Oh, they just jealous because I got it. No, even with the blue check. Oh, I got the blue check. With 200 followers? why, Why would you do that? Oh, so I'm verified. To who? To who? And when people was like, "Oh, but you got fourteen, you got 1400, fourteen hundred, fourteen thousand followers, or you got fifteen thousand followers. Why are you not getting it? Because I don't want it. For what? Fourteen ninety nine a month. Why? Why do I need to pay you that? For what? What? No, no, I'm I'm good. Oh, but you know, people will see. No, what they see is they see that you a batshit crazy, and you you just nah, no, uh uh-uh. uh. And I had a friend really, well, a person try to come for me with that shit. Oh, you you know you just jealous because I I got the blue check. You got two hundred followers. Why am I jealous of what? I was like, you you want to impress me? Show me how much they take out for life insurance, and then or. That you pay a bill. Shut up. Stop coming for me. I'll shut you down. For real. Like, stop. Those are those people. And guess what? I just shake my head. I just shake my head. Because those are the people that will put their feet under any table and sit there and think that people are jealous of them, and you'll just sit there and say, no, you got all this bad stuff because you make bad decisions. Ain't nobody putting voodoo on you. Ain't nobody working you. You just make some bad decisions. Why are you paying monthly for a blue check when you only got 200 followers? I don't even, why why you just can't keep making content and get certified in real life? Like, why? I remember my daughter asked me that. She was like, oh, my, you shouldn't let me. <laughs> His daughter said, Bob, you should lend let me $14 so I can get certified. What? I was like, what? She was like, yes, I can get certified. Girl, if you don't get off my free minutes, I'm going to punch you in your head. I know you lying. Oh, my goodness. I can get certified. People will take notice. No, they are. They're going to be like, this is a goddamn fool. They, trust me. Sponsors in them are not looking for you. You you don't have, and you have to be consistent, Right? You have to be consistent. You can't get a thousand likes on Monday and afterwards you're back down to two or three likes. No. It has to be a high number to be consistent. How do I know know, you're selling a product for me? I'm paying you. I need you to always be in that limelight. You have folks that they don't. They don't. And I'm like, yo, stay consistent. Stay consistent. Don't give up. Oh, yeah. I don't have nobody talking to me, so I'm, I'm just going to take a month off. Well, then I go with your coin. I told my daughter the, the lowest I ever got paid on social media was $6.83. And I sent it to her. And she was like, What? Me babysitting your baby every day for a month, and I'm not getting online? No, my love, we're not doing this no more. Take your baby because you're not doing nothing. And I know what y'all saying. Oh, my God, if I hell, you're babbling. No, I'm not. I'm giving y'all examples and letting y'all know that change your character. Be consistent. Stop living in other folks' heads or stop having other folks live in your head, so to speak. Just be you. You woke up this morning, you're blessed. Food on your table, you are blessed. You are winning. I don't care if you just put up pictures of you all day, reading cards or pictures of you. The same way when people go, oh my God, I'm starting a podcast. They'll make two episodes and you don't hear from them no more. You be like, yo, you know, you got to be consistent. Well, I didn't get no feedback. For what? Just do it. Who cares? I love E.T. Yo, this dude is phenomenal to me. I love the shit out of him, right? Why? Because He used to get up, be on YouTube, and just put out. He didn't care. He just put out content. Like, yo, it comes with consistency. You never know who's watching, who's listening. But you starting and doing two and dropping it is, oh, but I'm busy. How are you busy? You just put on your page. You don't get reading. So what are you busy doing? What? Looking at the sky? No. Great. Find content to talk about. Not people. How can you elevate people in their spiritual journey? How can using your experience and your stories in your life help someone that is starting out? Or you're reading tarot cards. How did you learn how to read? Tell them different cards of the week. Get them motivated. You don't have to post every day. You don't have to put a podcast out every day. You can pick two days or a day or a month. It all depends on you. But it's just being consistent we tend to compare ourselves to others and i know it sounds redundant because we've been saying this for the longest but you'd be amazed on how many people would look at somebody and be like oh my goodness listen don't compare yourself just do you build you up your stuff the ending of the year is coming it's right around the corner 2023 was taking no shots they were, 2023, she was not playing. She came, wrecked some orbit, showed y'all, she, she moved the curtain to let y'all see it's some shit out in this world that healers and readers and spiritualists are definitely needed. But you need to have your shit in order in order to be help, helping people because people will test you. They will see what you are doing and how you portray yourself. I'll give you an example. I was uh around in South Jamaica and people were um <clears throat> they were in the in the liquor store. I was saying hey to Big Tony and them and I never forget when they were like, Oh, you in here, you drinking? I don't drink. I said, I'm in here with her. I said, She came in here. Like, nah, I wasn't standing outside. You know, it's the evening. The fuck? I don't know who's shooting at who. So they were like, You don't drink? No. So you get high? No, nigga, I don't even smoke. Like, no. For real? Yeah. And she turned around and she was like, yeah, she don't do none of that stuff. Oh, shit, I didn't even know that. I was like, did you ever ask? No. Oh, okay. When they're going to, you know, parties and stuff, why I'm going, it's going to be, when people be like, hey, if I be, why you not going to the South Jamaica thing, right? Because I don't drink. And alcohol and people give them that liquid courage. I don't need to be around that. I don't. For what? Nah, that's okay. You want to see me, you can find me. I'm cool. I don't even read people when they're drinking. I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't. Now, some people do. And God bless you if that's, your, if that's your thing. God bless you. I'm just saying what I don't. I don't. I don't read people when they're drinking. Alcohol, me, nah, don't do it. So, you know, you have your own way of doing things. I have mine, and respectfully. The last person, that she called me, and she was like, oh, I need a reading. You was drinking? Yeah, don't call my number. Oh, but no, no, we're not doing that, my love. For real. But I sent you the money. I can send it back, or you can call me when you're sober. Real talk. I don't, I don't play that game. I don't, you know, it's what you stand for. It's what you allow. But at the end of the day, what people's perception of you, how people view you, that's their shit, not yours. You don't need to sit and debate or try to convince people or try to make it seem like, oh, you know, you got to see me the way I am. They will never see you in that light. Why? Because they themselves are broken, unhealed. Do you think I would go back and forth with my ex-husband because he feel those things? I don't give two shits at the end of the day. But once again, thank you for listening. I'm not going to go. I got people that be like, I can't stand her. She ain't shit. That's their perception. I don't care. God bless you. Stay over there. What I'm not going to do is try to convince you who I am. I'm not going to go here and go word for word with you on social media or do all of that. Even in real time, I'm not going to do that. I'm not. If we don't vibe, it's okay. I'm going to keep going. What I'm not going to do is stop and worry or go over there and ask, why don't you like me? I don't give a flying fuck. Today, tomorrow, yesteryear, tomorrow, year, any other year. No, I don't care. I don't. I don't. And y'all need to stop feeling that way. People come to you for help. People come to get healed. People come to even just get a reading, whatever they are coming to you for. Maybe to learn about herbs, to get a bath made, whatever it is. Be that person for them. You don't need to try to convince someone that ain't doing shit for you, that you were born with a gift or that you are out here doing something. And you can work and still work for yourself. Find your time and manage it. The first thing we all need to learn is time management and build from there. That's it. But what you can't do is forget about you. You are your number one client. You are the one that makes it happen. You are the cake. Everything else is the dressing. Real talk. So if you want to hear me rant and rave, great. But let me be honest with you for this whole conversation You matter, you are necessary, you are important. Stop trying to get validation from people that don't give a fuck about you. Stop worrying about what somebody else is doing. Stop playing this goddamn game of, I'ma portray that I got it, so I'ma fake it until I make it. No one wins when you do that. Because when it's time for you to really step 10 toes in, you don't know shit because all you've been doing is faking it. And if you have to carbon copy someone, you are really denying your spirits and everybody else. Be you. You were born to be authentic. God gave you a gift for you to share in the world. No, your gift may not be like everybody else's, but that's the uniqueness of it. Real talk. Everybody don't need to be a card reader. Everybody don't need to be a a spiritista. Everybody don't need to be a medium because I wear large. Everybody don't need. Your gift may be cooking. Your gift might be cleaning. I got a good girlfriend. Her gift is cleaning. She will come in there, baby. By the time she finished p- and organizing, putting your house together. She Jesus can walk in there. <laughs> for real. And she loves her gifts. Because she don't need to look at you and worry about what you've been doing or all of that. Yo, she cleans where you can eat off her fucking floor. She cleans her ass off. I love Anna for that. She cleans her ass off. And she has patience with children. For real. Real patience. But she organized. Like, her gift is organizing and cleaning. Man, she's on point when it comes to that. For real. I I, I know a sister, her, the way she just speaks to people, she uplifts them. Right? And it's not spiritual. She just uplifts them. Some people, gift is just giving. Giving hugs. Giving words of encouragement. And they're happy with that. They don't care if you can look into the future or look to see who was the last person you was with. They don't give a fuck about that. But you know what? And I asked them all, how did you get to this point of loving your gift? They all said the same thing. All of them are from all different parts of the world. They said the first thing we had to start with is loving ourselves and holding ourselves accountable. and Loving who and what I have in me. That's the. End of everything. Loving you. Accepting what you have. Not comparing with what other people got. First of all, that's the one thing that I'm going to just say this. I ain't trying to compare or want anything with somebody got. You know why? Because I don't know what the fuck you had to go through to get what you got. And I'm not willing to do that. For real. I know a sister that, oh my God. Everybody used to always say, I want her life. Oh, my God. And I used to sit there and be like, not me. And they would, you're just jealous. No, don't want it. You know? And she was a cool sister. Never had any problems with her or nothing. But everybody wanted her life. They wanted her husband. They wanted her life. Just because it's made a goal, it's still a cage. And I can't live in a cage. Her husband had to know who her friends was. She couldn't go out at a certain time. She... And I, that, that's something she loved. They had, to, she had to uh, dress a certain way. He picked out all her clothes. He brought all her clothes, everything. Like she was a brand new bobby doll. And when people started really seeing that, everybody changed their fucking thing. Because you don't know what the person went through to get what they got. And are you willing to go through it? I'm not. I'll tell you in a heartbeat. Hell no. Hell no. I done went through enough of my own life. You think I want somebody else's? I know you fucking lying. Nah, I'm good. Love you, my people. Appreciate you. Be who you are. God made you authentic. Stay that way. I love you.